You're listening to the AID Network. This is the story of a beautiful place known as the happiest place on earth. And all of its history, its secrets, and its tricks that you may find if your mind believes in design and you allow your heart to believe in magic. Step inside and become a citizen of Disneyland. Hey everybody, welcome to a very special Disneyland for Designers recorded live in Batu. We just got off Rise of the Resistance and boy oh boy, what an epic journey to make that happen. If you want to watch that video, you can watch right here to see exactly how all that went down. But we're giving people two options today. You can watch this conversation over on YouTube where we'll show you clips of what we're talking about or you can listen to the podcast as usual. Like I said, recorded a little bit different. But this is a different kind of ride, and this has been a different kind of Disneyland trip. Yeah. <laughs> Proving no two trips are ever the same. Never. Jared, let's jump into our review of Rise of the Resistance. Okay. We just were able to ride Rise of the Resistance for the first time. Thank God. And man, oh man. Second time for me, it really, really holds up. First time for you. Amazing. What do you think? Just overwhelming. Exactly kind of what you want, but surprising still. Uh, so yeah, fantastic experience. So this is where I'd like to start. Today, what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about Rise of the Resistance from where it fits in the land to its design to the ride, room for room. So if you haven't rode, do not listen because this will be full of spoilers. Yep. And for the first time ever, you can go watch this entire conversation over on YouTube. Hi, here we are. And we're recording it here because... We've spent a day and a half trying to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. We had great plans for our Tuesday. Tuesday spilled over to Wednesday. You can go watch an entire vlog that explains how hard it was for us to get on Rise of the Resistance. But let's start here. The movies are all trilogies. Er, trilogies? Is that Trilogy. what yeah. yeah. So the movies are all trilogies. There's nine Skywalker movies total. Right. Each of them categorized in three different parts. Three good ones. <laughs> You decide. And Galaxy's Edge is also divided into three acts or three stories. Rise of the Resistance was the part of the puzzle that didn't make sense because it was in its own land. Right. The Resistance part of the land is quite sparse because this ride is taking up such a huge part of its footprint. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that makes sense now that was a little strange to people in the beginning is that... It's possibly the biggest, most ambitious ride Disneyland has ever made, and you cannot see it. Right. It has no outer facade. Right, 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 right. Like, it's invisible to the human eye. Really. Yep, yep, you've just got that little entryway that we've been kind of visiting for a while now, um, but nothing, no big landmark for, for a ride that's probably the biggest ride we've ever seen. Yes. Installed here, right, next to, that's up there with pirates or something like that. You know, Haunted Mansion has the, the, the facade of the mansion, and, and Pirates has the old Victorian building that you go in, and you don't really, when you think about it, you know these things aren't inside those buildings, but for them to make the biggest, most ambitious attraction and hide it in the woods, just to put it back in the woods is fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense, right? They, they stuck to story. Right. Uh, it's a hidden base. It's a hidden rebel right. base. So they can't put up a big sign that says Hidden Rubble Basin. <laughs> yeah. So you got the ships around it, and that makes more sense now for their placement over there. Um, but that's it. That's it. So they stuck to the story, and now it makes sense. And I think you could walk right by it if you didn't know what you were looking for. I think a lot of people, when they first came to Galaxy's Edge, they did walk past it. Yeah. They did not realize what was there. And, you know, they have that uh, those turrets out front. Yeah. And that uh, sort of map that shows what's going on. But it's close to those kiosks, so it looks almost right. like photo ops or just right. decoration. And, you know, when they put the R2 unit, the free-roaming R2 unit outside of that area, right? if you take a photo and there's not, you know, people in sweatpants and, and spirit jerseys around you, <laughs> it looks phenomenal like it is yeah. part of the movie set. So the idea of making something so big and ambitious, yep. putting it in the woods to where you can't see it, that's really where you start to see the incredible creative gambles 
that were put into making Galaxy's Edge. Mm -hmm. Well, I think too, it's like eventually this thing's going to settle in the park. It's not like no one will know about this right, ride, right, obviously, right. and stuff. So it's more important instead of trying to be splashy for a premiere for an opening that it makes sense within the land. And then, yeah, they've gone to great lengths to make that the case. All, give all the power to them for, for sticking to that. And the idea of making the queue, right? You you go through a little bit of it, and then you start going through those caves. Mm -hmm. The rock work, the caves, the waterfalls, the keyholes that you look through, mm -hmm. the whole courtyard that they've designed there. Once again, nobody's really seen that. Right. There was, there was somebody. Yeah whose job was to prune, trim, keep all of that nice. Yeah. And no one was seeing that grow right there. Exactly. And, and that adds that level of detailing that you're just not even aware of until you finally get on this attraction. Right. So the whole idea of walking through that maze, being in all of that cargo and, and different mm -hmm. stuff behind, even though it's set in stone and in a sort of a tree-type planet of the two, it, it feels very Empire Strikes Back design, if you ask me. Right, all right. So there's elements of Hoth to it. Yeah, Hoth. Like, yeah, like yeah. that real the narrow cave, corridor. Yeah, with the like cables and right. pipes running along the side and a lot of cargo boxes and random things like that. Because if you think about it, Hoth is really the the main rebel base. Like, mm indigenous built into like a planet like that's the real rebel base that we get to see in the movies you know mm -hmm. uh, so when you're walking to the queue a couple of things that i noticed first queue mm -hmm. i've ever seen that has benches built into it mm -hmm. built into the rock work it, yeah. i mean luckily we aren't there long enough to sit but the idea that they put seating into it is kind of crazy it's one of those things you always think of when you're in long lines. Like, why can't we sit down? Right, right. <laughs> so people are usually on the bars or whatever that's in there, so. And I'm always of the mindset, I'm not going to sit down, I'm not going to sit down, because then the line will move. So yeah. eventually I sit down, and then immediately the line moves. I would say, is that the only attraction in Disneyland with sitting, actual sitting, like benches in the queue? That I can think of. Yeah, I can't think of anything I, else. I can't think of close. one other that has that sitting capability to get in there. So as you're walking through each of those rooms, yeah. and then, you know, it's doing the Disneyland like back and forth, back and forth. You and I both had a similar reaction that it felt way more like Disney World than Disneyland. Yeah, it did. I, and I think specifically because of the scope, the size of the thing. Right. We never usually get this much queue. Right. Or, or it's just outside, uh, you know, something very plain. So to go in these big rooms and you can't see them, it, it's more... I guess like Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. Where you're, you're kind of turning and it's like different kinds of rocks and different kinds of rooms, um, but for quite a while. In Indiana Jones, I wasn't here for its release in the 90s, and it's such a long stretch yeah. that you normally just kind of pile up right at the end. Before the film. Before yeah. the film. One of the greatest films I've ever seen, by the way. That's my favorite Indiana Jones movie. But with this attraction, it's literally like pocket, pocket, room, room. And, and they're bending you all around, and there is a, a fast pass or a VIP or accessibility mm. shortcut oh. that takes you straight to the uh, room when you get briefed. Okay, okay. A lot of people don't know that, but there is a quicker portal into that area. To the, uh, where you see the hologram? And yes, okay. yes. Okay. So let's get to that part of the show. Once we were going through the queue, and it was just room for room, I remember the first time I saw it, I just kept thinking, wow, this is so cool. Each one of these rooms tells a different story. Mm -hmm. But when we got into the, inform the information room or the debriefing room, that was the moment we were like, okay, this is happening now. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that that room is very inspired by a couple of other attractions. And I think one of the things that I'll be breaking down today is how much Rise of the Resistance pulls mm -hmm. from the history of Imagineering in Disneyland but gives it a unique taste. So that room has a couple of inspirations. Haunted Mansion for our projection and Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout for that debriefing room with Rocket. Or Tower Terror. Tower Terror. Yeah. And I go more with Guardians because with Guardians, that's where we have Rocket. Right. And BB-8 is up high so we can't see the chassis that he's moving on. Right. And the way the Ray works, are you ready for the, yes. the breakdown? Yeah, here we go. So if you look at the cell that Ray is in, and if you keep your eyes looking at the marks on the wall, 
you'll recognize all of the marks on the wall are at the exact same horizontal plane, hmm. and they're evenly spaced out because there is a mirror in that capsule that is reflecting the other side of the wall. So therefore, you know what happens when you put a mirror up or something? It, it doubles, it makes it look twice as big. Right. The way that we see Ray is it's a two, uh, it's a one-way pane of glass, a mirror glass, like what they would have in a cop's interrogation room. Right. On the other side of it is this low-light video. I think it's called an OLD board. I, forgive me for not getting that exactly right. So that video board, it's turned on, but it's jet black. Your TV at home, if you go to bed with a black screen on, you can tell that it's still glowing. Right, right, right. With this board, if it's not illuminated, it's solid black. So when Ray comes through, it's actually a TV on the other side of that mirror that's able to push through. So you can't see through it because it's one way, but it can allow light to pass through that mirror. Okay, okay. So it's a, you know, it's like a one-way window, basically. Yeah. And if you put a flashlight or a light up to a window, you can see on the other side. That's the trick that's happening there. Because it's it was filmed of her at an angle, it has those blue dithering effects on it. That's how it really comes together to feel like a hologram. Okay. But it is a video board on the other side. Okay, so how do you know this? <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Bro, okay. I do my research. <laughs> I do my research. It's fantastic. It's a great effect and it all looks very convincing in there. I, I mean, I was sort of taken in by the story at this point of, instead of really looking around for like, okay, right. what, what's happening? Here right. And the BB-8 stuff is actually, I thought there was going to be a lot more with him. Yeah. He just kind of moves around and everything. It's not like Rocket, just because of the nature of the character. Um, Does Bill Hader voice that BB-8? Like, do they call him up and be like, uh, we will build we a ride. Can we get you to do that for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with that room, when you go in, you get to debrief. I say Haunted Mansion because of the projection, mm -hmm. but far from Pepper's Ghost. Right, right, right. Not getting that. Mm -hmm. But a very mission breakout in that they're setting the stage of what they're going to get to happen. Yeah. When those doors open up and you see daylight. Right. Because we wrote it. Right. I've only seen it twice right. a day. Did that blow your mind? Yeah, so I thought we were going to go into like a hangar. You yeah. I thought instantly going to go yeah. into a hangar. That's going to be some... Because you know it's like a ship-based right. thing. Right, right. Uh, so to go outside, I'm like, wait a second. What's... I thought, well, maybe it's just a little curve or something. You nope. know, like we're just going to go. And then when you see what's happening, amazing. Like, so to me, this is really where the storytelling starts. Obviously, it starts back early. Right. But this is the part where I'm like... <laughs> We're, we're in this. It's happening yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's happening now. Because that is really when you're, the Star Wars adventure yeah. begins. So a couple things about that courtyard. I had followed the construction of the Galaxy's Edge. Right. I had seen satellite photos and, and uh, the local ABC did a flyover of Galaxy's Edge. Right, right. I knew that Poe's X-Wing fighter, the black X-Wing fighter, I yeah. knew it was on property. But when I came here for the opening, I could not find it. <laughs> I looked high and I looked low, and Beth goes, What are you doing? I go, There's an X Wing fighter that's missing. I knew that black X Wing fighter was here. Right. I didn't realize that the ride had its own courtyard. Yeah, yeah. Hidden from view from the from the main path. Now, if you notice, that X Wing fighter does have an animatronic of Poe in the cockpit. Oh, it does? Yes. See, I, yeah, we, uh, you were selfieing it up. I, well, yeah. <laughs> I was all just blown away that like, look, we're getting on a ship. Yeah. You know, I'm like, this is so clever how they did it. Yeah. Yeah. So it did have that. Uh, he's in the cockpit, <laughs> and he also has. Uh, he has a. Is it a BB-8? I think he has a BB-8 unit on the back. There is a droid on the back. Okay. Which is weird. The BB-8. If it is BB-8, how could he get from seeing the there? Yeah. But we'll let it slide. All right. So you're walking to that room, and you see the transport ship that you're going into. Mm -hmm. One thing that breaks the illusion is that transport ship doesn't look like it could actually move. Because it looks set into the... It looks yeah. very proppy and facade -y. It looks like a, more like a building than a ship. Okay. One critique would be if it looked a little bit more mobile, a little bit more remote. If it remote. jutted out a yeah. little more from the sea, yeah. you couldn't see over it. Right, right. And, you know, like the Millennium Falcon that's sitting behind us, if it had that like the steam thing coming out of the bottom. Or right, just, you right. Know, so it feels a little stationary, but that is a very, very minor, minor thing to, to, to split hairs yeah, over. for sure, for sure. So when you walk into that, you have two options, left or right. Right. And everybody sees the General Akbar-looking character, 
I can't remember what his name is. And they all go to the right because they want to see the animatronic. But I grabbed you by your backpack yeah. and pulled you to the back. Yeah. Because the video screen in the back actually does a lot of the heavy lifting on showing you the story. Right, right. So you can look over and you can see the animatronic and it's cool because they have the Akbar type character here. Then they have a second pilot whose head's moving back and forth. Mm -hmm. Then they have the video board. Once again, the three levels of storytelling. But in the back, it was us and a family and a small child that had that back video. Board. And they knew. I think they knew. They? It like, like he went right for it. Yeah. I watched them. And he kind of lingered too. So we're, we're watching that back video board. And it did such a good job of setting up the story. Right. And in the corners and in the center, they have little video boards all around you. Like transmissions and yeah, yeah, yeah. Which once again brought me back to the original Tower of Terror, where they had the Rod Sterling TVs yeah. kind of giving you more information in different spots. So it reminded me a little bit of that. But this is this is more than just a, like a show piece thing. You, you, you feel like you're moving. Well, you are. like a ride. Right, right, So, yeah. I mean, it's not like you're just standing there like an elevator or something like that. Like the Haunted Mansion. Right, right, right. It feels like you're moving and, and that the ship's taking off and all of the story is happening. And it, it's like um, Star Tours. It feels almost like a standing Star Tours to sort of transition you to the ride. Once again, it's taking something old and plus it. Mm -hmm. So, it's the idea of the Haunted Mansion has one of the greatest devices of the elevator, the stretching room, to get you from the ground level down to the bottom so that you can actually walk out of the park. Yeah. But it also, you're right, it takes a little bit from Star Tours mm -hmm. of doing a simulator and getting you in that vibe. Because of the lighting, because of the storytelling, because of all the different video boards and the fact that it is designed like a real subway car, mm -hmm. it feels so real. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready to know how it works? Here we go. People are confused because you go in one door right. and it, they have two doors. So you're anticipating the second door will be the one that you go out there. Right, right. The transport sits on a giant turntable. Okay. You're on a giant wheel. So as you take off, you're slowly going in a circular manner. Now, as the stage that you're on is spinning like a turntable, the cart that you're in sits above it, and it's doing these kind of maneuvers. The star towards the... Star yeah. towards it. So you're getting a little bit of vertical and right. downward right, and right, left, right. right. So you're, you're swinging around, but you're slowly going around on the turntable so that eventually when the doors open you have been taken into the star destroyer right, 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 right. while you're there exiting transport number two is loaded oh so that's because of the turntable turntable okay, so you know you get on a a comes around and departs while b is loaded and then b comes around and departs while a goes back around so they're just constantly loading those two things up Ah, uh, I see. Interesting. But you, your mind gets blown when you go back out the door that you came in. Right, 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 right. Now I'm trying to think this through. So it's similar with the Falcon ride? Remember how they had, didn't they have big turntables? So, so the Falcon does have turntables, but the way that the Falcon turntables work is that you load on one layer. It then takes you up to the layer where all the adventure is happening and brings you back down to the unloading layer. Okay. Because okay. it's not a bunch of them just going in a circle. Right. Because it would right, have to right. be a huge, slowly yeah. moving circle. So right. it's my understanding that they load on one level because if you think about it, you take off on the Falcon, go on your adventure, and then you always come back down again. So it's a multi-level. Yeah. And that gives you the, the flight capacity. And then you end, exit on a different level. Right. You, yeah. you slide around for one exit, you enter here, you slide around there. To exit. Okay. That's the way that that would work. So now... So that part is very cool. Oh, it's my one Lord. Of my, my favorite parts of that ride. Oh, it's uh, great. Is that this is all, like, just transitional, right? And it's... it's Setting a, up the story. It's pretty mm -hmm. So now we've had the debriefing room. We've been in that courtyard, which has, you know, props and the animatronic. Yeah. And now our third location is this transport, which takes us to the Star Destroyer. Yeah. Where we're captured. 
What did you think of that room? You see that room all over social media. Yeah, That's one of the things that Disney was really loose on sharing. What did you think about that? So I had seen it a lot, so I was prepared for it. Um, and it's still impressive. The scope of it is unusual. Right. Like it's really big. Right. It feels huge for a room that basically you're just shuffling past on your way to the thing. And they kind of let you linger, not forever. Yeah. People got some shots in and you gotta yeah. be relatively quick about it. I don't think you could you can get everything you want probably. And there's some uh, um, Imperial people there, not Imperial, whatever you want to call it. First order people. Yeah. Uh, and they're kind of yelling at you to move along, all in character and stuff. So it's all great. But you don't you don't stay there, you don't queue there. You literally go past it to go to the next part. Yeah, you, you keep moving and moving and, and going from step, spot to spot. And one of the things that I did, sort of a pro move, is stay in the back, yeah. right? Always yeah, stay yeah, in the yeah. back. So we were in the back of Ray. Then when we went over, we were in the back of the transport ship. When you yep. go to the uh, Star Destroyer with the First Order, you go to the back. It just gives you more time yeah. to uh, take photos and really to soak it in. Take it in and see the, the details and just sort of linger. And especially if you want to take pictures of the details. Yes. Uh, it's best to sort of hang back. But people, most people, it's easy to do. People are trying to get... Oh, people like, are... They think they're going to miss something if they don't stay on top of it. So... Um, yeah, easy to do. But yes, you kept grabbing me because I kept doing exactly yeah, that. I, I, I kept just grabbing Jared by his backpack and saying, <laughs> like, no, 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 stay here, stay here. Wait. Back on corner. I kind of already figured out like the, the human flight path, if you will, that you want to take. So being in that back corner, yeah. these are things that I got to see today that I didn't see the first time. Because the first time, if you watch my video of when I came here at 2 a.m., yeah, yeah, yeah. in the rain, staying out, like, I walked in that room and I hadn't been awake for, I totaled it up, I'd been awake for like 60 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I cried. Crazy, yeah. Like, full-on tears in my Because it just was like, I didn't know if we were going to do it. Yeah. The boarding pass system was so crazy. Stressful. Like, so stressful. So I would, I got really emotional in, in that moment. Today, one step away from that, I was able to look over to my left and realize the ride system, there's an empty one of them sitting there. Mm. Almost to get you familiar that this is something that exists in the spaceport. Uh, there were two stormtroopers that are slightly moving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I actually got to take a moment to look at that video and study its clarity and how you see the spaceship. You know, if you get in the back of the, the transport, like we you realize that you go in backwards right. and they're showing you that room that you're going right into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they do say that that TIE fighter is life size. It feels a little small to me. Mm. You know the TIE fighter on the yeah. on your right when you come out? Felt a little small to me. Maybe. Yeah, I mean I guess. It's one person. It's a one person ship, right? Yeah. And it feels really embedded in the wall. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, does. it doesn't feel loose like you could just pick it up and move it. It feels like it's really built into the wall. But seeing that many stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a it, I mean, I think you want that as you're entering this ship to, yeah. to, to make a distinction that you're entering this very new area. It's not still part of this other thing. Right. Uh, and it works. It works very well. Right. And after that, it's all these sort of familiar imperial looking uh, motifs. Right. Throughout For, that for make the rest it feel of the way. Very Star Wars. Yeah. Do uh, slight, slight criticism, but you know, you can't, can't be positive on everything all the time or it's boring to listen to. I did think that those stormtroopers were going to be a little bit more yeah it's a little mannequin-esque i thought they were going to have like a few people like yeah. mixed in just to kind of you know move it up so um but it really is kind of photo op right? very photo not that you get to take that much time but it's just a snap picture and really you know designing into the culture that you're making the ride for mm -hmm. like photos and photo moments is such a big part of yeah. what people do now so to have that that instagram moment built into the attraction very forward thinking and I've heard from a friend of mine that wrote it at uh, Hollywood Studios in Orlando that they often have stormtroopers, human stormtroopers, in there. Yeah. So if you would have got off and there had been two of the stormtroopers of you, keep moving. Yeah. That yeah. would really go a level. Mm -hmm. And once again, pulling from our history, the night that used to be in the right. haunted, haunted mansion, mansion that would scare the bejesus out of people yeah. when yeah, what, yeah. something moving like oh my god there's a human inside the attraction when you go down those corridors you go straight for a little bit you take a left you come back around to the right you're almost doing like an S curve mm -hmm. those hallways 
Once again, going back to Indiana Giants. We're waiting in line, but the ceiling drops. Yep. The ceiling gets bigger, creating those keyholes, creating those big walkthroughs. All of the lighting, all of the coloring, the black slick floor. It looks just like the movies that you and I watched. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and uh, the other thing I noticed right away was there's music. There is yes. this atmospheric yes. music, like like you're in the movie, but hearing the soundtrack over it, which we were talking about how you don't hear that out here, uh, but once you're in the story and in the movie, it has a, a greater impact being used that way. It really does, because when you don't have music all afternoon, right. and you go into an area where there is music, that suddenly just changes it all so mm -hmm. much to yeah. have that emotional right. nod right. in the background. So I absolutely love that. One of the things that I figured out on day one that blew my mind, and I confirmed today that it wasn't a 60-hour hallucination. Right. It's a floating stage. Okay. The floor gently just moves a little bit. Just a little bit. If that floor felt like concrete, that's not what being on an airplane feels like. Oh, my Chewbacca just scared these women to death. That's not what being in a spacecraft would feel like. Right. So the fact that they took the extra effort to float that stage, that's the Disney detail. So where is that, do you know, like, do you have a sense? Because it was mainly in that hall that yeah. we were going down there. Is that where it just kind of is, or is that throughout the so later part? It feels as if that hallway is floating like the because it's the first couple of steps off the transport i think once you get over to where they assign you your boarding yeah, yeah, yeah. colors Less. that floor felt a lot more stable and it'd probably be very expensive to float that whole area yeah yeah, yeah. That's so I, I do think that you're right on it's a hallway or two because i did it on the main hallway i didn't notice it the first time but today the first time I noticed it around the corner. Yeah. Today I noticed it in that main hallway and right. then around the corner. But once we got around the corner, I was like, guys, the floor is moving. <laughs> like, we're for sure in space and floating. Now today, I got into a little bit of trouble with yeah. with the uh, first order guards. You can go see the video of us riding along and, and get it without all this commentary if you want to see that on our epic vlog that took us two days to film and complete. <laughs> But I got into a little bit of trouble, and I did that on purpose because today people were really quiet. Yeah. And the cast members, the acting was not as intense as it was on opening day. Okay. Like okay. our first order guard that came onto the transport ship was pretty calm. In that area, they were being stiff, but I mean, they were really ratcheting it up on opening day. And I think a big part of this attraction really requires the cast members to not get jaded, uh -huh. to not say, I've done this a thousand times, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, if they have to pay those people extra or recruit them from theater or whatever, right. it's really important that they remember that this is an epic journey for them. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit chill today as compared to what I've seen in the past. Critique. Yeah, so there was a lot of interaction there, which was great. Like, right. they're yelling at you right away oh, and, yeah. and trying to do something, and they've got sort of these lines that they use. And, uh, so that was great. I mean, there were some other parts in it where, where they had to do a little more, though I, I think I saw your point there. Um, but the ones in line, that was fun. And it's um, it's a weirdly wide-open cube. Like, yeah. It's not all tight in there. There's, no. a, there's the two stormtroopers that are sort of set at that right. control panel. They're pretty far away. They're, you can't really touch them, yeah. I mean, on purpose. But um, that whole area is really big for the amount of people that they actually line up right there. Once again, just creating that scale. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as you stand there, and you, you know, remember the first time you rode Small World and you looked up at the ceiling, you're like, it's regular time. Right, right, it's the ceiling. This whole box that you're in, every little detail, I mean, you don't even really, in the queue you see lots of exit signs, Yeah. but you don't see exit signs in that area. Right. So everything right. around you is just completely themed in the way that you want it to be. Yeah, clean and slick, just like a Star Wars Imperial thing with the panels and the lights and everything. And they're, Jet you know, black floor, right. just what you would think a spaceship would be. Okay, so now, what went through your head when you realize that we've been put into a detention center? <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. So, I mean, it's all part of the story, right? And so you can kind of lose track of the story if you're 
because I was looking at so much stuff, I yeah. think I'm sure I've missed some story beats here that would sort of emphasize some of that. So that's why I can't wait to, to go on it again. When you go in that room, mm -hmm. and it's a weird shaped room, it's like a triangle type room. Right, right, right. That's doing a couple of things. One, the walls closing in is making yeah. you feel trapped. Right, right. Once the door closes behind you and you realize you have no exit and it, it tapers, you turn around. Like, so it's, it's basically mentally focusing you to feel like it's narrow, to pile up in a corner, all these like, you know, human nature things that we just do instinctively right, right. As, as part of our survival mechanisms. When you look up at the video board of what's happening, that extra layer of effort, the shadows that are that are projected over those beams mm -hmm. that are above. Yeah. So as somebody walks by on a video board, a light is showing their shadow. It adds that extra level of dimension. Right. Looking up, looking through the bars, takes what could be a very flat yeah. to the experience and adds a lot of life to it. A I will say for that scene, you want to be back far. As far as you can. So you want to go deep into that room, and the room, like everything angles, right? right. So this big thing coming down the ceiling, so everything just goes down like that. So you want to get to the back. And, and at first I thought we were passing through. Right. Like I didn't realize we were going to turn around and, and, and you're watch stuck. the show. Yeah. Um, so if you're too close, you do get sort of a skewed right. view of the thing. So yeah, I would say get back. My first ride, rode it from the back, definitely changed the way it was. Yeah. So after the show part's done and you get all those shadows and everything, the escape, yeah. the capture, when they start to blast the hole in the wall. Right. right, right. That blaster going through the wall and then the wall moving over, the first time we rode it, that was the biggest surprise to me. Yeah. And we had such a good cast member that like jumped in and was like, guys, I'm yeah. here to rescue you. Follow me, follow me. So this is where ours was a little low energy. He like came out and was like, hey everybody, I'm here to rescue you. It was more like a ride operator telling you like, let's go this way and get on your thing. So I was a little confused. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> that, once again, like that's a high energy individual that needs to do that and bring that in. Yeah. We're now at the ride. Yes. So now we see these ride vehicles. It has taken us a half an hour to, to explain everything to get to the run. Right. And we'll do it in next month's episode. Just joking, just joking. <laughs> Part two. Okay. Getting into the actual ride system. Obviously we can't go room for room. Right, so right. There's much. a lot going on. But a, a couple of thoughts. You get into the cart system, mm -hmm. you get loaded in, hands up, hands up and pull your yellow right, rope. Same, yeah. So I can have both my hands up and pull a rope at the same time. Yeah. Getting outside of that Disney physics, when you go in that one room, you're riding around and there's two empty carts. They're trying to make you look like prisoners going back and forth, but they're also bringing in the other carts to load the next day. Right. Which is such a clever way to be like, but we don't want them to see empty carts. So, you know, technical problem, add a story to it, it makes sense. When you're cruising in that room. The big first room. First big room. You have no idea where to look. Yeah. No idea which direction you're going in. I mean, we were in the back of the cart this time. I've also rode it in the front. Back of the cart feels like the front in many ways is that you go backwards so much yeah. that you can just look over your shoulder and now you're in the front row. Right, right, like you're just right. spinning in that room. Mm -hmm. It's the trackless thing, which is quite easy. Is this the first time we're using it here? First time in California. Um, in California. I don't think that exists in Orlando. Uh, it's going to be for the Ratatouille. I think. Which I did yeah. in Paris. Right, right. And the Ratatouille ride, I was so excited to ride my first ever trackless ride. Right, right. It didn't move at the speed, velocity, or intensity that this one does. I mean, this one really books it, really does lots of turns and twists. I mean, you're just jamming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, how do you feel? How effective for you? are the Stormtrooper blasters and the damage that happens. So I, this is one of the things that I did, someone mentioned like right. that. Uh, I, I wasn't, it wasn't as, I thought it was gonna be more than what it was. Yeah. I think, I, like to me it seems kind of obvious how they did some of that stuff. Yes. I mean, not that I can explain it or something, but it didn't feel as uh, well as loose, like you, you know, like something right. flying at you and, and things like that. So. Um, uh, but it's all very effective within the, the thing of the rod. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you get the idea that there are lasers, 
flowing along like the ventilation and pipe system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One minute it's pipe, next minute it's a line for a laser. Yeah, yeah. You get the idea that a lot of pieces of the attraction are like spinning over. Right. You get the idea that some of them are opaque and then become transparent right, to show the right. distress. So it's a lot of physical props. And you're moving. You're constantly you're moving. moving. You're so moving. you don't get too long to linger on a right. lot of this stuff. So with the intensity of disorienting you with the cart constantly moving right. around with the light, the video boards. Today, I don't know what it was today in those rooms. I was having a harder time finding okay. everything. Oh. <laughs> I think being in the back and also filming at the same time, yeah. I just lost yeah, my yeah. bearings a couple of times. You were taking photos during the Trying any, to. Any yeah, regrets yeah. on doing that and not just sucking um, it in? For the most part, I think I caught most of it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's best to not do that the first time, the first time through, but hard not to. <laughs> influencer. <laughs> yeah, my photos aren't great, so there you go. There you go. So, when we came through on our first ride, and you go into that big room, yeah. where Kylo Ren's up on the bridge, uh -huh. and you can see all the aircraft around you. That Kylo Ren, the first time I rode, he didn't even spin around. Oh. Yeah. He just stayed? Stayed. He just oh. kept his back to us the entire time. Interesting. Did, like, as a, was that a mistake? It was just broken. Okay. okay. You know, because there's so many moving pieces and everything right go exactly. All the time. exactly and a baby ewok just walked by right. with another ewok <laughs> that is so cute wow can i wear that wow a lot happening a lot happening that whole first level yeah of of going through and feeling all of those things it happens so fast you go into so many different rooms yeah it's kind of crazy there's no drops right there's no bumps there's no uphill, no downhill. Right, I mean, right. you're riding with that, but they're disorienting you yeah. and taking you so much so quickly that it's exhilarating. When you go into that, when you back into that room mm -hmm. and you're sitting there stationary, it's almost like a well-crafted, give you a moment to breathe. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of come down a notch, right? Collect yourself. Collect yourself. We're not going to stop after that. Because <laughs> it can't always be that intense when you, you just freak out. So when you went into the room of the ATATs or ADATs, if you're my age, that's right. We knew those were there. You're right. That that was ruined a long time ago. That was ruining the construction. The, phase. Yeah, you just saw the legs. Did did that feel like the proper scale to you? No. That felt a little small. Little small. I mean, I and I don't know. I wouldn't know. Uh, but I'm trying to think of like loop, like shooting right. the cable up there and right. how high was that. So then maybe yeah, maybe it is, but. Um, yeah, that, and maybe just because we saw that so much, right? It was less, yeah, impactful. I think. Did you recognize or realize that there's a mirror on the back of the room? You see that they reflect, so it looks like there's more, more than one. Yeah, 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 I did see that. Yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. see Finn in that room? No, I did not see. Finn. There is an animatronic Finn against the wall who looks very real, more real than the Johnny Depp one, and he's like got a blaster. Up Where was he then? He's got the stormtrooper body yeah, yeah, on, but just no helmet. No helmet. Um, he's over against the wall on the far <laughs> side of the room. That's crazy. Yeah. There's a little something to look for next time. There you go. Take a picture of that. So today, we took the elevator system up and got to see into the side of the ad -ad. Right. On my first trip, we took the elevator up and got to look into the cockpit of the at to keep everyone happy today. When you started to go up, yeah, I heard you go whoa, like you were not expecting that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did was you not. did you forget that we're in a warehouse and that at some moment we might have to go to another level? No, 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 no. It's not that. I guess I just wasn't thinking that. You know, I was sort of like taken by the trackless thing and this this is constant movement, right. going backwards quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, I just yeah wasn't expecting. And then I was like looking, trying to look hard at the adats and sort of take that in. So. Next time I go through, I'm not filming anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking with my eyes. And that elevator scene. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And and I mean, really, this is the first multi-level ride we've ever been. Right. right, right. You know, I mean, because all the other attractions, they get you on something that's fixed to a track. And then you're on that journey. Right, 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 right. Now you realize the importance of the wireless, the wireless cart or uh, trackless cart. Because it gives you that flexibility to move to go up yeah. a later. Right. right. So that that whole Walmart sized building you're riding in, guess what? You get to do it all over again yeah. on the top layer. Right. The 
projections are cool to see inside, to see workers in there. Mm -hmm. But then when you come around to the gun yeah, yeah. That's a very interesting room of practical effect, yeah, digital effect, and sort of you're that middle layer. We talk about the three layers of Disney. Yeah, you're riding through the, the interior plane of those three layers. I find that room to be a really cool, fun way to like stretch out a long room. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So these gunners are just like in the movies. So like the, I guess they're the gunners from the ship. Like they're kind of coming in and out like that. right. Uh, and so we're going like in between them, like and in the carts and behind you. Have to, you, you have to stop. And, yeah, you got to stop. Because some are in front of you, so it's a, it's puzzle, you know, to figure out where it all goes. I, I do want to say that that ad app part where you go, that seemed to go by very fast. Like I was trying to take it all in and look at when we went up, but you're kind of you leave that relatively quickly. It felt. Like oh yeah, and and that to make it feel more like a ride, that elevator system, uh -huh. it has a nice boost. Yeah. So you feel yeah, that in yeah. your stomach. You can right. feel that sort of G-force of being thrown up in the air versus mm -hmm. like just being on an elevator. Right, right, right. Yeah. So in that top part of the, the attraction, yeah. you have the Kylo Ren projection that comes at you. You know, the one where he's like coming towards you and the right, door's closed. Right. I would like for that to maybe be smoke in there or something, something a little where more it feels atmospheric. a little bit yeah a little yeah. bit less TV-ish but then the second pilot that you get is that the force of when, he's, yeah. when, when he pulls you towards both parts right yeah. yeah I didn't get that the first time oh. the first time we got him in a TIE fighter like he's up like next to you flying in a TIE fighter once again it's a complete blur I barely remember it but I did remember seeing videos and go wait a minute we didn't get that was it a screen TIE yeah. fighter thing yeah a okay. screen okay we didn't get that on our first ride. So once again, you get two different views in the AT-ATs. You also get two different Kylo Ren's at the end, depending on which car you get in. Right, right. Which allows you to have a different experience for different times. But the one with the animatronic that we got, right? Yeah. Uh, it's quite impactful. Like, yeah. because of what happens right in that scene uh, with the explosion and stuff the like force. that. And the fact that when that window blows out and you get <laughs> yeah. sucked out and they blow the air on you, yeah. once again, you know, you have him, that effect, you in the middle, the wind blowing behind you. It's just that three levels that just makes it feel like it's yeah. happening for real all around. I don't know why I, I completely wasn't expecting that to happen. So, uh, yeah, that was great. Now, the big conclusion, going into the exiting car, because, you know, we've left Batu been captured right in this star destroyer and we have to get back to where we came from. right so we're escaping we're trying to get to another ship right right and just like tower of terror or mission breakout whatever you want to refer to it as your cart is rolling in to these elevator systems both when you're going up and coming back down it rolls in Wheels locked into place right it knows you're there and then that drop happens right but the drop going over to Star Tours, having the capability of taking you this way, right, that way, right. like that pod that you're in, and the way that it's able to bend you around. You have a real metal frame around you, surrounded by a video board. Yeah. That's that's the thrill of it. Yeah, oh, for sure. And the fact that they give you that big emotional drop and that shot of adrenaline right at the end, uh -huh. you leave it going that way. Right, right, and for sure. So when you get the drop, like right. I had no idea there was a drop. Right. So I that took me by Unfortunately, I knew that. See, that's a big time. deal, right? That's a huge yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you're kind of anticipating, like, oh, is this where we drop? Right. Um, and I actually thought about it when we were going up the at the at a I thought, oh, maybe there's something. Like, I thought it was gonna be like a tower of terror kind of thing there or something like that. Um, but you do they like they you're watching the screen and these little pods are coming out to the ship and you see them dropping, right? Yeah. So you yeah. know that it's coming from that perspective. But otherwise, I had no idea that that was even part of this ride. Doing it at the end like that, yep. giving you that big finishing move before they say goodbye to you, that is just such a masterful way yep. to wrap up what's already been an exhilarating yeah. 10, 15 Make minutes. everyone giggly and happy. And, yeah, and it's a pretty intense the way that it, it, uh -huh. it bends around. Yeah. It, it's not like a soft little, you know, Yeah. I mean, it's way more extreme than Star Trek. Oh, for sure, for sure. We did uh, uh, one room we, I think we kind of went by really quickly was the animatronics of Tim and Huck's. When you're kind of low and yeah. you see them up there on the thing. What did you think of those animatronics? I don't think Huck's ever 
completely turned around, right? I don't really think you fully right? see the back of him because you know it's like everything like the human form is the hardest to manipulate. Mm -hmm. So that part we don't really kind of see him just gesturing or talking. Right, right. But um, I like that room because, as I said earlier, it's a that's the break. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's the sort of the break in it. We have that. We have those two animatronics. Mm -hmm. We have the animatronic Kylo at the end. It's a massive dark ride with only really three animatronics. I was gonna say, yeah. A uh, lot of a lot of heavy lifting with video boards. I thought we were gonna get more stormtroopers, like yeah. like uh, either animatronics or real ones, like actory ones. Right. Um, so very like that. It's a pretty open ride, though, right? Don't you think it's like a very it never gets too claustrophobic. No. Uh, a little bit in the queue there, but um, for the the ride track, maybe because that vehicle so big and they need all that space so there's a lot of open space around you and they do some nice effects on the wall like it looks right. like there's some damage and things um, but yeah it, it just feels massive the scale of this thing is unlike anything it also feels like you know in pirates mm -hmm. you can see all the boats in right behind right, right, right. on this one it's like you only kind of see the other car two cars right you're in tandem with and right everything else is just where is it that's else? right yeah you're so, not overlapping or, right yeah so that really does well for the idea of that we're escaping, mm -hmm. that we're trying to get away and then we're on this right. cat and mouse chase. One of the things I wish that I had not seen on TV, which I wish Disney would have shown this, is the lightsaber piercing oh, through the roof. You know, that's obviously a plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that plate spins around and it goes down. And you know, as the plate comes around, right, yeah. it drops. So if you people have filmed it in slow motion, you can see that effect happen. That being said, it looks way better on their commercial when they saturated it and added the sparks flying off of it. Yeah. It, they really set it up for a disappointment because you know that's going to happen. And they showed you a better version of it because they put visual effects on it. Right. So, you know, that's one of those things that if you can ride it and not know, it would blow your mind. Yeah. yeah and a yeah. lightsaber is like cutting through the top of the car here. My question is this. Kylo Ren is really high up in the first order. Mm -hmm. Like, he's the CEO. Yeah. Why is he so busy chasing us around? Don't you yeah. feel like in the scheme of things, eight people are trying to get away and that's what he's going to occupy? No <laughs> yeah, wonder he's not busy. successful. I mean, it's just... If you get lost in the details, you think Bezos knows about eight people that step into a warehouse? <laughs> so that's why I was wondering if I did I miss something in the story? Like, you know, it's like that that's important? the spy. Right, right. right. We right. need to get the spy. That spy effect is still funny. Mm -hmm. yeah, when it's a kid it that pops up on that board, board it's yeah. so good. When you come, when your cart removes itself from the elevator, yeah. goes around that turn, you can see daylight again. Right, right. It's wild that you go interior and to really sell the idea that you've come back to the two, you've landed outside. Mm -hmm. You can see your other escape pod right. from your pilot over on the up right on that ravine. That whole big area is built to feel like a bizarre hangar or whatever that you're It looks in. like a gutted ship or something, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah like a... Just that whole level of, well, we got to do this right. And you can't exit in a building and come walk out into daylight. Yeah. Like they drive you out in the daylight. And the fact that the cart, proving its flexibility, just goes straight into yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to turn in. It just goes straight over. Because that thing can really just go whichever way that it wants to go. It, it's massive that area. Like yes. usually the exit areas are kind of tighter, or, or they're going right. to force you into these little things. Wide open. I mean, it's all covered, so there's no issue of rain or anything like that. But um, just unnecessarily big, and you have no concept of it from. And you're pretty close to where you enter. You're, yeah. you're right off the main thing there, and you have no idea that that thing is right there it's beyond the. Beyond unbelievable. The yeah, how they've hidden that thing over there. I, it doesn't even look when you look over that in that direction. That that much space is being, that that shield bill exists back there. When I went to D23, I saw that hangar, yeah. and I love the idea of this sort of crash ship in the side of the rock. Right. Once again, coming here on opening day, I was looking everywhere for that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I just I had studied the model, yeah, I'd yeah. studied the comp art, I'd studied the construction that there was just there's missing pieces, and that's when I started to get in my mind. This thing is massive. Yeah. I'd also heard early rumors that when they were building it, they could see that there were elevator 
Oh, they were being yeah, built. Yeah, and I heard a lot of people say, you know, like three different ride vehicles and you get loaded from land to land. Yeah, and there's get a, off one and get on the other, yeah. And there's a lot of talk of like, well, what is it like to be free roaming? You know, how do you get up one ride vehicle and yeah. expect 20 people to make it to the next one? The storytelling of the first order guards guiding you, that's how. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So what they couldn't do with technology, they really leaned on human you know, the cast members, that level of acting, which I really hope that they can keep that intensity up because if 10 years is just like, how many you're buying? Yeah. Three, stand on red. Stand yeah, on your red. Your body's away from the walls. Yeah, it, it can't. If it goes that way, that'll be really sad. And, and, you know, that's the bad thing, though, when you make great art. Like, sometimes you just... I think the one where, where the guy was particularly low energy, though, that's key. That is the most key. That's, because that's the Imperials be can just position. sort of walk around and be serious. And yeah. That's fine. They don't have yeah. to interact as much. It makes it more fun, especially if you're standing there for a long time. Um, and it's a little confusing. I think this is the first time they're using sort of like this color system when right. you're standing on this. So they're saying, you know, blue line, follow me, red line, follow me. Right. So it is kind of training you to, to do a new new thing. How many in a cart? Eight? Eight. Eight, Eight. Four and four. You're riding in, and so they say that the vehicle or the ride can do between a thousand fifteen hundred an hour. So if we're sixteen going through it once, you do the math. That is a lot of those carts cruising around to get to that overall capacity. Because we went in two directions, right? It looks like you can go in two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as we figured out, different directions, you get different reveals, different stories. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because okay. like we didn't get the Kylo Ren force at the end of ours, we yeah, the yeah, TIE yeah. Fighters. Okay, okay. You didn't get to see the animatronic uh, fin that I got to see. Right, right. So there's, you know, and I think part of the allure of the trackless ride is that you can get different experiences. Every customer doesn't have to do it the exact same way, like on the right. Haunted Mansion. Right, right. Right. And so I think that that is a big part of that flexibility that you know, next time you ride it you're like oh great I got to see the add up in the front yeah so exactly that. different different things all in all this is one of those rare moments where something lives up to the hype I think so because uh, I knew because I wanted to ride it instantly again and not from like a roller coaster point of view but right. just because you want to take in all the details and stuff like that um, it's going to be tough to ride it again. Right. Like, uh, I don't know when I'll be able to do it again. I have some friends coming to town, so I'll probably try to do it again. But we'll see, because this was quite an ordeal. Worth it, but we live local. You know, if you come here and you're trying to get everything within the weekend, it's going to be tough. And this getting up early and loading in, I mean, and then knowing, are, are we stuck at Disneyland for two hours or 12 hours? And I hate to say stuck, but... When you're local, one of the great things is that you can show up when it's convenient for you. Yes. And it's rare as a local to just do an all-day banger yeah. where there's really no need to because you can come at night when it's less. So right. it, it's really created a whole new Disneyland experience. This is what would be fun because we do these all year long. It's the beginning of February. Yeah. I've rode twice. You've rode once. Right. Prediction. At the end of this year when we do our December episode... How many times do you think that you'll ride this in the first year? Four. You think four I'm for the year? I'm going to say four for the year, probably. I'm going to try to do it in Florida, just because I'm okay. there, though. I should yeah, give a shot, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it seems unlikely. But, yeah, I think maybe four, possibly five. It depends. I think this is, like, just like Radiator Springs. Right. That's a that's a tough one for me to even, still, to wait on. Like, I'm like, eh, it looks a little long. It can be a tough line, so. There are certain things in Disneyland that I quantify as I only do it when I have people with me right. from out of town. Yeah, yeah. And Radiator Springs is one of those things. Love I it. But love yeah. it. Love it so much. For sure, just got demoted the second best attraction. Oh, for sure, for sure. This is by far the most elaborate thing uh, that they've done. Uh, Five. Yeah. I'm going to say that I ride it. You're going to get? Eight. I feel like I can get it eight but that might be ambitious. Well, no, because we can come at weird times, too. So if this thing even slightly slows down, or if the boarding pass system gets sort of dragged out or right. something, then it is possible to do. I think it's still always an effort. Oh, like yeah. You kind of yeah. have to come for that thing. I don't think you can ever kind of casually ride this thing. I think that's going to be a lot. I'm, I'm thinking a couple of people out of town, friends want to get together and do it, and maybe a one or two oddity VIP-ness that is my bizarre own life. Yeah. You know, you yeah, got that yeah. in your back pocket too. So I feel like I can get to like eight or ten. But 
that would be good to keep it special. No, oh, I think so. And, yeah, and yeah. not to have well, it be like, it. we go yeah. do it every time we ride. Uh, some quick questions for you. Are there areas, do you think, where they can expand on this ride? It feels like a very big canvas right now. Do you think there are other areas where they can sort of add to it, plastic, things in, or do you think, like, this is the story? I don't think that it would be that. This is a crazy thing to say. <laughs> but because there is minimal animatronics, yeah, and because we have seen them install animatronics just for the holidays, right. like the Haunted right, Mansion, right. Jack Skellington, I don't think it's impossible to throw a Darth Vader in there as a new hope ride. <laughs> okay. Right? That, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, would that be impossible? Not impossible at all, but I, I think storyline, no less, right? Timeline, all that stuff. They, if they stick to that. I mean, we had T3VO in here for 80s night. Yeah, I, I think that this attraction has a couple of spots where they could easily, and you know, because it is wireless, or trackless, I should say, um, there are areas where those couple of those rooms can get reconstructed or built around, or, or they could put incorporate a, something else, put a, a an animatronic against a wall, so all the cards have to swing ten feet around. It, you know? Even in that big first room, yeah. it seems so wide open. Like if there yeah. are like fake stormtroopers in transports or something, right? But yeah. So I'm thinking that that it could expand. Second question about this: I don't want to carry this on too long. In a different dimension. Seeing this based on the original trilogy, how would you feel? Like, part of me, like, I love that this ride is so elaborate. Um, but if we saw familiar things that weren't just to this trilogy, how do you feel that that would be? Like, if they took something, like, it's the Death Star, really, you know, or something like that. So, if this is based on, say, New York, right, right, and we would have, like, went past a room and over on the, like, if we're looking through, like, a keyhole, and we see Obi-Wan and Darth Vader having their duel right, right. on the other side. And we see them fall and then it's just the robe. You know, if this was based in the movies that we grew up and had that identity for. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> well, that's bro. <laughs> I completely get the story thing. We've, we've talked about yeah. this, how it happened. Yeah. kind of exists in this, in this thing. But I'm just thinking, like, if we could... There are so many things from that movie that I want to see brought to life. Sure. This and budget. And, and, this, yeah. and it really feels like those movies that we grew up on, we're just never going to see that come to life. Yeah. They, they've chose a different timeline. I will say this, though. They picked the one character that I believe in the most and built this around. Yeah, for like sure. Kylo Ren is the most <laughs> developed character yeah. from this franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to give him an attraction... I mean, if this was the, the Ray ride, I would be bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> right? right? Well, if you're like, what, on the uh, Jakku or something If this like was Adventures in Fen, I'd be like, really? Yeah, no, it's good that it's this. You have to have that sort of imperial element, and that's what makes right. it the most Star right. Warsy to me, is that the first order is basically the imperial stuff. Um, but I, I couldn't help but think, like, just seeing some of the famous scenes and stuff. If you were to walk to, like, Jabba's Palace, Something like that, where I'd want to see that in like a kitchen. Yeah. Or something like that. I, I just wish we could see some of these old things come to life. Well, you know, that gives me hope that for the parties and different yeah. things, maybe we can. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And, and maybe they'll realize that forcing a land into a timeline and a much bigger story because, you know, if the Skywalker saga is just wrapped up and they want to make this stuff for the next 50 years, and Disneyland's going to be here for the next 100. I, I feel like the timeline will eventually be Yeah, I think so. Or, or like we said before in the other episode, they need to, to find an excuse to do it, like Galaxy right. History Month. Right, uh, right. Where we can bring back some old stuff. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. no, I, I, I feel, because, you know, just seeing that Millennium Fountain. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the one thing here that's really from our job. Yeah. Then, the other night when I saw uh, R2 and, oh yeah. my God, my hand is cracking up. the gimbal up. <laughs> when we saw R2 and C3, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really took me someplace. Yeah. To see that, to and, that familiarity. And so, yeah, a, a big part of me really wants more of that. I, I think I respond so much to the original trilogy, which, again, I understand it from this perspective of the new characters and the new stories and stuff right. like that. But, uh, man, when they hit those uh, original trilogy notes, it yeah. just cuts to the heart. 
that because it's it's what we were raised on and the movies that are, I mean they're classics and it's like all this other stuff that exists inside of this franchise that yeah. means a lot to us but they're not the characters that we're really attached to mm-hmm. and the, the, if they could somehow make that transition happen that would be that'd be the journey that'd yeah. be the real emotional journey yeah all in all though this attraction it's it's that moment that I always wondered about. What was it like when people went to the TV for the first time? Mm-hmm. Dressed up in the Sunday finest, bought that extra ticket, set it in and said, oh my God, the birds are talking. Now the flowers are talking. Now the total are talking. Yeah. Now it's raining. Like, yeah. What was it like when people went and saw Pirates of the Caribbean for the first time? Mm-hmm. And like, they could do this now? This is that once in a generation level up of what's possible, what they can do, and this ride just sets a whole new level. I think so. I, I, this is one of the rides I thought we kind of would never see again. Yeah. Uh, it's not built up around a specific drill. It, it is all the story. Everything right. is dependent on the story. It's not just, oh, it's a drop ride or right. it's a roller coaster. Um, and it's elaborate and it's huge, absolutely huge. Um, so I, I'm excited to see that they're still willing to do that and that it's a payoff. That yeah. it is a payoff. You don't need it to be a roller coaster. And getting into the design of it, so ambitious and to take people on so, like so many different places you know through the queue the debris room the transport ship through one level up a level back out a level the three acts of the story you're yeah. going someplace you're caught the escape like it just is so perfect the whole way yeah. Yeah, yeah it does make me feel really bad though for Avengers Campus Right? Well, yeah. People's expectations now are here, and that is a. I think that one's going to be more thrill based, right? So the, the Avengers one is going to be a roller coaster, right? Isn't that going to be like a thrill ride? Oh, I have a theory on what that Avengers is. Okay. Because okay. yeah. if you look at the comp art, it's not. I'm working on. I was going to say. I'm well, working I have a very big theory on how this is going to yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that e ticket. It's, it's going to be great for DCA. But I think this rollout this summer, I can already see that criticism because Smuggler's Run is great. Rise of the Resistance is fantastic. Yeah. And I think this is a much smaller offering. It's not this immersive land. It's not 14 acres. Like, we live in a time period where people get spoiled really quickly. Yeah. And this is this is spoiled. Right. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I think it's it, it, this is such a special ride. It's so in its own class that it doesn't affect kind of the other stuff. Yeah, you could still have something like sure. Story Mania, oh, which is hugely popular. And for me, I'm smart enough to understand everything can be rise of the resistance. Right, right, right. But right. there are the people that are like, this is nothing compared to that. So I would just I can already feel. Yeah. The stress of the, the press team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also that it's like a phase one, not a phase two. All in all, was it smart to delay this? Yes, absolutely. I think so too. Uh, I think to open it at the same time would have been would have been too much, uh, you know. Too and, much once. Yeah. It's I, like I, Christmas when you get too many gifts. But I was never, we've never had a problem with their concept. No. We, we've had a problem with the reaction, the sort of terrible reaction to that and the criticism for that, which I disagree with. It's one of those rare moments. Yeah, it's one of those rare moments where I'm way, I'm siding with corporate America, which is (laughs) Disney Corporation, and siding against independent content creators, which is what I do for a living, just because it was so unfair. And really, if if this all opens up at once, that ride is so enormous in its scale and where it takes theme park entertainment. But Opus Canteen is not the same. Yeah. I, Doc, Doc's shop's not the same. Smuggler's Wine's not the same. What's weird here now, just looking around here, we were sitting in the heart of it, where we were, where right. we sat many a night, like we said. There are people just standing around, and we never saw this. No. Um, we were sometimes the only anything. people here. Yeah, and that's amazing. I mean, that's what you want to see. Do you think that is just because of this ride? Yeah, yeah. 100%. I think people are now willing to book the trip, come out, enjoy it, make a day of it, make a vacation of it, and stay. Yeah. Like, on opening day, people just hung out here waiting for the boarding. You could be anywhere. So, I I don't know. It, it's amazing. Like, I'm looking at this is opposite. The complete opposite of what it was just a few months ago. Yeah. 
It's crazy. And you're getting ready to experience what I experienced. There's been two times in my life when I've walked through Disneyland and been like, eh. First time I went to the Galaxy's Edge. Right, right. When I walked back out, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I don't have to go home, Honda Mansion. You're drunk. I don't have yeah. time for you. <laughs> and after I rode this, I walk out of the park being like, I'm, I'm, I'm good with all of you yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we did it. We did. Thank you. It was an epic journey to get here. It was. It was. Once again, if you want to see uh, what we went through to ride, you can watch that video. And thank you so much for hanging out. I know this is a little bit of a different delivery for this, and not the sound quality you're probably used to. Yeah. But desperate times, desperate measures, we got the job done. Right. Have fun in Epcot. Thank you very much. Have fun riding in Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood, what is it? Studios? Hollywood Studios, yeah. It's a, little we'll weird when, it's a little weird when you're 30 miles from Hollywood. That's, That's right. Have fun in Hollywood. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. And I'm ready to go home and sleep. Me too.